Happy New Year, High Desert Word Center! How is everybody doing on the very first Sunday of 2021? Who's excited for a new year? Man, I'm excited for a new year. Now, as I've said, last year was one of the best years of my life, but that only means 21 is going to be even better. Guarantee it right now. You heard it here first. 21 will be the best year you've ever had yet. Well, we want to wish you and pray for a happy new year for everybody. I'm going to let my lovely wife, Miss Katie, kind of go over some of the uh, health guidelines because we want to keep reminding people of that and some other fun announcements. Well, praise God that we're healthy and whole, right? Amen. That's a really big deal right now. So grateful. There is lots of good reports, which I'm not going to give you into a microphone, but lots of really, really good things going on. People healthy and whole and praising Jesus for it. In the meantime, unfortunately, I have to remind you of all of the rules. Please don't touch each other, okay? You can do it like outside and away from here. Just don't do it in here. Please keep your masks on unless you are seated. Um, if you are seated and you feel comfortable, you may take your masks off. Uh, we do ask that if you're in the restrooms, there are Clorox wipes. Please wipe down the surfaces um, that you're touching. And I think I think that's all I got. Um, the ushers have the 2021 calendars with our 2021 verse of the year. Praise God. So if you have not received one, if you could raise your hand and they'd be glad to get you one for this year. If you have not received a calendar yet for this year, we'd be glad to get you one. Amen. 
Right, very good. And so it's great to see a lot of you guys are able to be back this week that couldn't be here for a couple weeks. So welcome back. It's good to be in the house of the Lord. What a way to start your new year. And here um, we'll be taking communion to start the year off here shortly, right after praise and worship. So if you're watching online at home, you can get your elements together so you can join us on that. And now I have some super exciting news. Can I have Miss Donna Dilbeck just stand up real quick and give us a little wave? You see this lady? She is officially a published author of two books. And these are the real deal, professionally published. Uh, the TBN, the Christian Television Network, has a publishing wing. And they published her books because they're that good. And so this one is called The Price of Your Soul. And it's kind of aimed a little bit more towards kids, but it's good for anybody. And uh, we just so happen to have them on sale, early release in the High Desert Word Center bookstore. And they'll be released on Amazon tomorrow, I believe. This book is 1095 and really great illustrations for kids and everything like that. But awesome book, and I've got to read a little bit of it. And then this book is called The Imperceptible Raise or Siege. And this is a deeper book, a little bit more kind of for some of you adults and stuff like that. But I mean, you know, maybe a, a mature kid could read it. But anyway, this is also going on sale tomorrow on Amazon, but we've already got it here right now for 1395. And I'm willing to bet that if you just kind of came up to her, you could get the famous author autograph. I don't know, but I'm just saying I've got I, I've got connections. I could hook you up with that. You just, you come through me, okay? So anyway, we're grateful that God has given her this platform and this opportunity. What a big opportunity to be able to get the Word of God out to kids and adults in 2021, right the very first week of the year. So we are super, super excited about that. And we've got, we've got some copies back there in the bookstore so you can see Melinda afterwards. Amen. Well, once again, Happy New Year. We love you. And this year is going to be the best year that you've ever had yet. you got to start believing that. Amen. All right. I'm going to go ahead and have Pastor come on up for our Sunday morning tithes and offerings. And who knows what time it is. It's happy time because God loves a cheerful giver. And so do we. We love cheerful givers. Amen. All right. Happy, happy, happy. Happy time. Amen. Hope your hands leave an envelope for your tithes, your offerings, and uh, that part. But how many are so glad that we're in a new year and we successfully finished the last one? Amen, amen, amen. We're alive. We're breathing. We're born again. Our name's written in the last book of life. That's the best news you could ever hear, that when you ever do die, you're going to heaven. Amen. But we want to live long, live strong, and take as many people with us as we can when we go to heaven. That's the, that's the purpose of living. You know, I heard a preacher say years ago, if all there was to getting born again was going to heaven, you might as well die as soon as you say, Jesus, come into my heart. But the purpose is he wants us to enjoy a good life down here so people can see the blessing of God on us and ask us, how do you get blessed? Amen. How many follow our Bible study we do every month online? The scripture put on there. Well, today was Proverbs chapter 3. It opened up to Proverbs 3. I want to look at verse, verse here this morning that really, Proverbs chapter 3 and Proverbs chapter 16 is my two favorite chapters in Proverbs. But chapter 3, I really this morning spent about an hour going through that, praying, listening to things, looking at things, letting the Lord show me more and more and more and more. And I've got a good uh, 
Mark Barclay Study Bible. He's my pastor. A lot of you know Dr. Barclay. And what I like about his study Bible, the center column tells the original Hebrew, original Greek, unless you see words in a really way that helps. And so when I was reading Proverbs chapter 3, verse 9 and verse 10 this morning, I've never really spoke much about these two verses for offerings and stuff because they never have really did a whole lot for me. I was looking at this morning, I looked at that uh, word substance right here. It really spoke to me about your life, my life, and how to live a blessed life. Proverbs 3, verse 9, verse 10, says, Honor the Lord with thy substance. And the center column says that word substance means possessions. Honor the Lord with more than just your money. Tithing's right. If you're a Christian, you should tithe. Giving's right. Because as believers, we like to give. And like Jesus Jesus says, we're blessed to give than to receive. We've said that so many times. I've been on the receiving side when I was hurting in life. And man, I'll tell you what. When you're poor and you're broke and you're a Christian and you're praying for somebody to bless you so you can make it in life. It's nice to know God's listening people bless you, but I like the way I pray now, Lord's anybody I can bless. When I'm blessed, i got so much of different things I have in life, I like to pray and say, Lord, who needs some of what I've got? Is there anybody out there right now that needs this? And tell you what, that's a whole lot more peaceful and blessed to be able to pray that way, that, oh God, please send somebody to help my family. And so that's why it's more blessed to give to receive. But it starts like this. Being, uh, out of the Lord with thy possessions and with the first fruits of all thine increase. That's your tithe. Possessions and tithing. And then it's cause and effect. Seed time and harvest. So shall thy barns be filled with plenty. And thy presses, thy presses shall burst out with new wine. And I was, when I was reading that this morning, I just, kind of just sitting there with the Holy Ghost looking at life thinking about all the stuff I have now that I didn't used to have I got so much stuff now I forget what I got and then stuff keeps getting added to me and people over visit me sometimes like that and I'll just look at what I got and say hey do you have to need this you want this you know I'm going to give somebody you want it to have things like that there but the whole thing was it didn't happen overnight It happened by a lifestyle of honoring the Lord with my tithe, first of all. And then also, being a person that was always ready to give whether I had it or not. If the Lord told me to give something to somebody and I didn't have it, then that's where your faith grows at. You pray for it because He gives seed to the sower. You pray for it. And I learned off my spiritual leaders as a young Christian over the years that any time, any time, God moves on you to give something away and you can't give it because you love it so much, that has become an idol. And there's been times over the years I've had things sometimes that weren't very valuable, but they had a hold on me. And the Lord wanted me to give them because He didn't want them controlling me. But I found out that every time He had me give something that I loved, then he gave me back something, same type thing, of a better quality that I loved even more to have. God does that. That's what seed time and harvest is about. When you're willing to give your possessions, because God wants you to give your possessions, then you have more possessions, and then God doesn't even have to tell you, you just got so much you want to give them.
And so that's what I saw in Proverbs 3 this morning, that we as Christians, to be able to win in life and be the witnesses that God wants us to be, we just got to flow with the Word of God. And we see the Word of God, we do it, and He says, honor Him with your possessions. And remember that Jesus said, when you've done the least of these, my brethren, you've done it unto me. And so we recognize that, that human beings are created in God's image. And if they're not born again, he wants them born again. And the way they get born again is because love through Christians towards them. Amen. He said, love your enemies. And then when people are born again, would you bless them? Jesus said, you're blessing me because that's my son. That's my daughter. You're blessing me. And you know, uh, no matter how old Mrs. Pastor and I get, and no matter how old our children are, which are older in life now, uh, Pastor Dave and Katie, Josh and Julie, Joe and Portia, and all my different kids, even if they're in their 40s, you bless one of my kids, man, I tell you what, that blesses me because my son got blessed. My daughter got blessed. Amen. And so just take that, take that from the Word of God. Honor God with your possessions by being willing to share your possessions. Because when you do that, it comes back to you, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. So follow, follow the, follow this book of Proverbs this much in our, this month in our Bible study. <clears throat> You're going to really be blessed by starting off the first month of the year, getting nuggets of the wisdom of God as you go through the book of Proverbs. Amen? Well, let's make our financial faith confession. Then we'll bring our, our tithes, our offerings up to the altar here and just be talking to Jesus on the way up here and just let him know how much you love him and thank him for what he's done for you. As we bring the Lord's tithe and give offerings today, we believe we receive jobs, our better jobs, promotions, raises and bonuses, benefits, sales and commissions, growth in business, settlements, estates and inheritances, interest and income. This surprises finding money, bills paid off, debts paid off, blessings and increase. Thank you, Lord, meet all my financial needs and more than enough. Promote the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Tom, got to check my mic. All right. Living the resurrection life. When we live the resurrection life, with Jesus on the cross, and we've been risen with Him. Hallelujah. Faith awaken, you breathe into me. Shaking, the blood you shed was mercy saving a dying world. Hallelujah! Separated, you found us running.
something. Roll up your sleeve. Roll up your sleeves. The fight is on. The fight is on. Think not that you will slide through this coming year. Think not you can put down your weapons. Think not you can fall asleep. Think not you will not need your faith. You will need your faith now more than you needed it last year. Don't fall asleep. You can't sleep. Jesus said in Matthew 24, what we saw last year, these are just the beginning. If we fall asleep, If we pretend that all is well, we will be defeated. We we refuse to be defeated because we take our armor. We roll up our sleeves. We fight. We don't sleep. We don't take a nap. We don't look away. We don't take a spiritual vacation. We stay on guard. On guard. On guard. On guard. We're on guard. Say, I'm on guard for me. I'm on guard for my family. I'm on guard for my church. I'm on guard for my city. I'm on guard for my state. And I'm on guard for my God-given nation, the United States of America, born for God to take the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ around the world. We will not sleep. You need to roll up those sleeves. Don't fall back. You keep tithing. If you're not tithing, you tithe because I cannot rebuke the devourer for your sake if you don't bring all your tithes into the storehouse so that I can rebuke the devourer for your sake. 
these are the last days. It's not time to play. It's not time to sleep. It is time to fight. Say fight. 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 And win. 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 Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Who's ready to fight the good fight of faith? We've been told to fight the good fight of faith. And uh, I don't know about you, the good fight's the fight that you win, right? (laughs) I'm not into the, well, it's a good fight. I I, I barely lost. But no, the good fight is the one that you win. Amen. And you made a great decision to be here today. Go ahead and stay on your feet if you could for me. Because what we're going to do right now is we are going to open up 2021. Maybe you've done this at home already, but... If not, let's do this here. We're going to open up 2021 by taking communion together, taking the Lord's Supper. Now, you don't have to be a member of High Desert Word Center to take communion here. You just need to be a member of the body of Christ. You do need to be a born-again Christian. Uh, that's for your own good, believe me. So, uh, But what we're going to do for a minute, these guys can keep worshiping a little. If you could, line up, come up and get the elements. Uh, keep you know your nice, safe distance there, please. They're individually wrapped, pre-packaged. Nobody's touched anything here. Very, very safe stuff. But let's worship the Lord as we uh, take communion together.
Amen. I want to share a couple of uh, verses this morning before we take our communion. I want to look at 1 Peter chapter 2. 1 Peter chapter 2. I'm in the New Living Translation for the screen there. But 1 Peter chapter 2. And it's remarkable. This is a Peter. Peter gets to write about the crucifixion, and he's an eyewitness to this whole thing, all right? This isn't, he hadn't heard about it. He was there, and Peter got to witness this stuff. But 1 Peter chapter 2, now verse 24 is the very first Bible verse I ever learned in my life, and it is about healing, and that's why I have an unshakable faith in God as healer. You cannot convince me otherwise that it is not the will of God to heal people because I've been healed of cancer for one, but because uh, the word of God teaches about it from Genesis to Revelation, okay? But First Peter 2, 24, we'll look at that, but I want to start here. First Peter chapter 2 and verse 22, it says, he never sinned nor deceived anyone. Jesus isn't a deceiver. He isn't coming, trying to come through the back door. He is the gate, he said in John chapter 10. Verse 23, he did not retaliate when he was insulted, more Christians need to be like that. Nor threaten revenge when he suffered. He left his case in the hands of God who always judges fairly. Verse 24, he personally carried our sins in his body on the cross so that we can be dead to sin and live for what is right. By his wounds, we were healed. By his stripes, by his wounds, we have been healed. And so as we take communion today, there's a lot of different angles, a lot of different avenues you can approach communion with. The biggest thing is the blood was spilled so you could go to heaven. The blood that was spilled paid the price for your sin. The body that was beaten was beaten so you could be healed. The cross paid for salvation, but it paid for so much more. It also paid for healing, for deliverance, for for peace, for joy, for restoration to the broken. But it paid for healing by his wounds, by his stripes. You have been healed. And that is a remarkable knowledge to have in the day and age in which we live. But... Paul told us in 1 Corinthians 11, when Paul wrote about all this, he said each person, every time they take communion, each person needs to take a minute to judge themselves, to examine their own lives. Because when we take communion and we are not right with God, when we take communion in an unworthy manner, it says we eat and drink damnation. We, we bring God's judgment on our own life if we take communion and we're just taking it because, hey, it's just what we do. It's that, you know, it's the first Sunday of the month. It's what we do. Or, yeah, I know. I mean, uh, I'm going to take this, but I have no intention whatsoever of making any change in my life. I have no intention whatsoever of examining myself. That's a dangerous way to take communion, and that could bring harm upon your life. And, in fact, according to the Bible, it's brought harm on a lot of people's lives. And so as we take communion today, lay it all out there before God. Search me, Lord. Know me. Try my heart. Try my thoughts, David said in Psalm 139, and point out anything in me that, that needs change, and I'll change it. But if that's your heart, you're going to take communion right now. And anybody, anybody listening online, you can receive healing through taking communion. You can do that here today. You can receive whatever it is you need by remembering what Jesus did and taking it the right way. And so I'm going to ask us this morning to take a minute to examine our own lives to judge 
ourselves. Nobody likes to be judged, but hey, judge yourself right now so God doesn't have to. And let's judge ourselves for a minute, and then we will receive the communion elements together. First Corinthians 11, verse 23, Paul said, For I pass on to you what I received from the Lord himself. On the night when he was betrayed, the Lord Jesus took some bread, gave thanks to God for it. Then he broke it in pieces and said, This is my body, which is given, which is broken for you. Do this to remember me. So we do this and we remember Jesus. And I remember that healing belongs to me through Jesus. And in the same way, he took the cup of wine after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant between God and his people, an agreement confirmed with my blood. Do this to remember me as often as you drink it. And so we do this to remember Jesus, and the blood washes away the past. 2020, any mistakes, any nasty is washed away if you laid at the feet of Jesus today through his blood. Amen. Let's do this. We're going to sing nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can wash away my sins? Come on. What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Oh, precious is that flow that makes me white as snow. No other fount I know. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Oh, precious is that flow that makes me white as snow. No other fount I know, nothing but the blood of Jesus. Amen. Nothing else could have done it.
no money, no person, no government, no outside power, nothing but the blood of Jesus could have saved you, could have saved me, could have saved us. Nothing but the blood of Jesus could have made a way for people like us to go into the best place ever, heaven. We're not going there because we're so cool, because we got it all together. We're going there because of Jesus is everything that we need him to be. If you love Jesus and you're not ashamed about it, why don't we shout together this morning? Hallelujah. We love you, Jesus. Thank you for never giving up. Thank you for sticking with us to the very end. Hallelujah. You can be seated this morning. Amen. What a way to start off your 2021. The Man, what a way to be in the house of God with the people of God, reading the word of God, singing songs about God, giving it all to God. Amen. It's going to be a home run year if we will stick close to him. Well, uh, Maylie, go ahead and throw the PowerPoint on the screen. Every year the Lord gives me a personal verse for my life. And I don't always know at the beginning of the year why he's given me that specific verse. But by the end of the year, I always know why. And uh, and so every year, I'm talking about for me personally. And, and I recommend seeking God for a personal verse for the new year for yourself. But, you know, that's, you know, you don't have to do that. You can do that if you want to. But God always speaks something to me. And the same goes true with the church. Every year, we have a theme verse for that year. Have you guys caught on to that yet? I mean, you've been getting these calendars for like 20 years now. You know what I'm talking about. So so you know that every year we've got a theme verse. In 2020, the theme verse was Proverbs 11, 11, and it says, When right living people bless the city, it flourishes, but evil talk turns it into a ghost town in no time. And, you know, I, I, and when we got that verse, it's crazy because... Last year was the most prepared we've ever been. And, uh, and I'm, not, I'm not one of those guys that plans ahead. You know, just talk to my wife. She will gladly tell you that I'm one of those guys that's like, hey, you know what? Let's take a family trip. We're going to drive from here to Antarctica, load up the kids, let's go. And, and you know, I just, I'm, just, I'm not much of a real planner. But last year, out of any year of my entire life, I had it planned out. We had four major events that we were going to do for the community. We had lots of outreaches. We had new branches of ministry that, that we were going to launch. And, I mean, I, I, you would have been so proud of me. I had it so planned out so well. And then on March 15th, it was the very last regular service as we knew it that we would have for the year because that's when the whole world fell apart. My wonderful dad, our wonderful pastor, was stuck down in the country of Peru on a mission. We couldn't get dad out of there for several weeks, as so you remember. So he was stuck down there in the Amazon jungle, and all of America had shut down, and, and all this crazy stuff was happening. And I'm like, but hey, I had these really cool plans. I even wrote them down this year. I emailed them. I, I, I did a vision board. I did, I did all this great stuff that I've never done before. And now I, none of it, can, and, and you know, a lot of it got canceled, almost all of it. I mean, we had a terrific Easter service planned. You guys would have been so proud. I mean, the whole city was going to be blessed, but it's okay. But by the end of the year, as I was reflecting a few weeks ago, I'm like, God, we were supposed to reach out. We were supposed to bless Barstow. And then it dawned on me that the vision did come to pass. It all happened just in a totally different way than I, than I saw. And so and as I look back, I mean, we've done dozens, literally dozens of funerals for families that are hurting in Barstow that have lost a loved one. None of them have been COVID-related, praise God. But at the same time, 
people have still died in 2020 that died of regular things, not COVID. And they didn't have a place to do funerals. So we said, hey, you know, you can come use our place. Just follow our rules and, and we'll let you bury your father. We'll let you bury your wife, your son, your baby. Every, I mean, sad stuff. But I look back and one of the other local pastors of one of the larger churches, he called me on the phone and said, this community owes you guys something. And I said, no, they don't, they don't owe us nothing. We're just doing, if, if all we can do is offer a building, then praise God, we're going to offer a building. But we reached the community that way. In June, we got word that Antifa was headed towards Barstow to do a demonstration. And, I, I, you know, I don't, I'm not into all that, but I know it was such a credible threat that they shut, this, there was a curfew, and they told all of us to go inside and lock the doors by 6 o'clock that night. And so we called a very last-minute prayer thing together and christians from all over barstow within an hour's notice gathered outside of our building and we prayed and god protected our city through that amen and i'm you know i'm thinking of just the last month with you know our our community hospital being going through a hard time the cheer squads we've sent out there the gifts we've given to the doctors and nurses the 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 prayer walks walking around that hospital we've walked around it prayed over it anointed it and everything else and that's not what i envisioned at this time last year i envisioned you know great big you know horse and pony rides and and fireworks and all this great stuff but what i'm saying is god gives us something and we may envision it one way but that may not be exactly how God uh, had had planned that out. Now, I'm not, obviously, you know me, I'm not saying that God planned COVID or sent COVID out. Not at all. But what I am saying is God saw to it that we stood on a verse and we accomp- mission accomplished, you guys. We reached the community last year in a great big way. And that's glory to God and thanks to the people for sticking with it. Amen. Because, hey, I don't like, you know, I, I, I didn't like being shut down for two months. I hated that. that. I mean, I didn't like that at all. Some of you have been quarantined for weeks. That stinks. We used to get snowed into the house in Indiana. And after like three days of being, it was cool for a few days. But a few days of being snowed in, we got what they call cabin fever. And you just had to get out there. I don't care if it was negative 20. You wanted to get outside and get some fresh air. So I've only done it for a few days. Some of you guys had to do it for a long time, you know. Hats off to you. Praise God, you're back. You made it through. The Lord is good and his mercy endures forever. But God made that verse, Proverbs 11, 11, come to pass last year. Here's the theme verse for 2021. It's Isaiah 50 and verse 7. It's on your calendars. I was out hiking in the woods in Big Bear on November the 19th. And I've known this verse my whole life, but I'm seeking God. What are we? What's the verse for... 2021. And I mean, I had dozens of verses come to me, but this is the one that is for this year, for you guys, for for us as a family, and for this church. Isaiah 50 and verse 7 in the NLT. Go ahead and throw that up there. It says, because the sovereign Lord helps me, I will not be disgraced. Therefore, I have set my face like a stone determined to do his will, and I know that I will not be put to shame. And so as my mom was just exhorting a minute ago, and, you know, some days you can kind of really feel the presence of God in here, and today's one of those days I really feel the presence of God in here. And that just makes me more determined than ever. Isaiah 50, verse 7, my face is set like stone, determined to do the will of God. I mean, 
if I was determined last year, I'm more determined right now that nothing will stop us from doing what God has called us to do. I am not going to let loose of God, not for one second in my personal life. And we as a church will not be shut down. We will not turn our backs. We will continue to follow Jesus with more passion and fire than we ever have before. Can somebody say amen? Amen. And so I, with this verse, it's a beautiful verse because if you're a preacher, you can look at that verse and see about 12 different sermons. I don't know if you're a preacher, but yeah, I look at that and I'm like, oh man, we could hit this thing for months. But what I want to do today is break it down piece by piece. And today I'm just going to break down the very first part and we're going to be discussing some of this over the next few weeks. And let me tell you, January is going to be an awesome month around here because we got some great things in store. But The first part I'm going to break down is this, the part that says, because the sovereign Lord helps me. And so what I want to do is pray over the word, over the message right now. Then I want to have your attention for just a brief period of time as we study the word of God for the first time together in the new year. Father, in Jesus' name, Lord, I thank you that that we have a church, Lord, that we've got four walls and a roof. Thank you for the building. Thank you for the people, Lord. Thank you for the family that's here. And God, I pray that in the name of Jesus, as we open our Bibles today, as we open our hearts to your word, that you are going to speak to us. You're going to show us what we need to see. You're going to bring encouragement when we need encouragement. You're going to bring discipline if we need discipline. You're going to bring instruction if we need instruction. But Lord, most of all, you're going to change our lives forever because you are good and your mercy endures forever. We love you. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen. And so two things today, two things. Number one is this. We're talking about because the sovereign Lord helps me. Number one, you need to know where your help comes from. Know where your help comes from. Now, this may kind of sound like a duh statement if you're, you know, Christian, especially been saved a long time. But I can assure you that this is not just a duh Everybody knows that statement. Not everybody gets this. Not everybody knows this because I've seen a lot of Christians. I mean, and I'm friends with a lot of Christians from here to Nigeria to Japan to all over the place. All right. And I know Christians all over the globe. And I can tell you, I've seen a lot of Christians over this past year that apparently have forgotten where their help comes from. Well, how could you say that? How can you? That's not your job to judge. I don't have to judge you. Why? Because Jesus said in Matthew 12, 34, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. It is super easy to tell where somebody stands just simply by listening to the words that come out of somebody's mouth. I mean, that's, you know, that that's just the fact of the matter. Jesus said it. I didn't say it. You can identify where somebody's at in their walk with the Lord or basically any area of their life, depending on the words that come out of their mouth. So Jesus said, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. That means what comes out of your mouth is what you actually believe in your heart. It's not complicated, but it's the absolute truth. And way too many people talk more about the problem than they talk about the answer. Wait, listen, many, you know, I mean, I hope I'm not hurting nobody too bad here, but many people have unintentionally given credit and shout outs to the devil. Now, before you throw rocks at me, before you charge the pulpit, 
First of all, I've got ushers here to defend me. I've got John. He's a big guy. These guys will defend me before you charge me. But listen, I'm joking. Listen, many people totally innocently, totally unintentionally have given shout outs and credit to the devil. Now, bear with me for just a minute. Um, how do you give praise to God with your mouth? You, you talk about how good God is and the good things he has done. God likes to hear how good he is. That makes him happy, right? The devil likes for people to talk about how bad he is and the terrible things he has done. That gives him credit and makes him happy. He doesn't, he doesn't want people to sit around saying, oh, man, that old devil, he sure is good. Wow, he has done great things. That's not how he gets his jollies. He gets his jollies from somebody saying, man, this is bad. My life's awful. It's going down the drain and everything. The whole world's falling apart. There's no hope. This is the worst thing ever. And the devil's just sitting there saying, oh, thank you. I received that. Oh, man, thank you. That's exactly what I wanted to hear. It's hopeless and it's just going to get worse. I have done a masterful job of ruining your life and your Christmas and your year. Thank you. I receive that. I am worthy, 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 worthy. And, you know, that may sound exaggerated, but like it or not, that's the truth. He wants to hear how bad he is and how great of a job he's done at screwing up your life and your family. And the more you talk about it, the more he's just taking it in. And, oh, yes, I receive that. Keep it coming. Keep it coming. Christians have got to guard their mouths and know where their help comes from. And I am fully aware, fully aware that there are bad things happening in the world and that people are suffering. Everybody sees that and everybody knows that. The last thing you need to do is come to church and for the preacher to tell you how bad it is out there and how scared I am. You're not going to hear that. The last thing you need is for me or for your other Christian brothers and sisters to try. Everybody else is telling us how bad it is. I want somebody to tell me about some of the good things that are happening in the world right now. I want everybody knows the problem, but I want to hear the answer. And yeah, I mean, there's been people die, but praise God, I know dozens of people that have been totally healed. I know hundreds of people that have been totally healed and are up and alive and well right now. I'm aware. There's some that aren't there yet. I get that, and I don't belittle that, but I'm not going to just focus on that. I'm going to focus on the dozens and hundreds and thousands and millions that are healed, healthy, and whole. Now, again, you know my story. I'm not going to that, but I had leukemia. I had cancer when I was three and a half, spent time in a children's hospital, wasn't doing well at all. And, and, and so I could look back on my life and think about all the people that didn't make it out of leukemia, but... And I, that's sad. That hurts my heart. And I'm compassionate and I don't like that. But I want to give praise to God for the one that did make it out, for the one that did get healed. I don't know about everybody else, but I know that in my situation that Jesus brought healing and I'm alive and well today. I would rather focus on that than on those that didn't make it. And so let me show you something here this morning. Psalm 121. Look at Psalm 121. So. I'm telling you right now, it is not just a cute phrase or saying, you need to know where your help comes from. No, fully know where your help comes from, because if you're looking for help in all the wrong places, you are going to turn out not how you wanted to turn out. So Psalm 121, verses 1 and 2, Psalm 121, verses 1 and 2, 
It's funny, I, I've had this verse planned out all week for this, but yesterday I, uh, I, I kind of lost a bet. You know, like, you bet? Well, I bet with my eight-year-old daughter, and the bet was this, that, that my brother and his wife would have finally have a daughter, but they didn't. They were having another son, and so the bet was if they're having another son that I had to watch The Sound of Music. That was the best 20 hours of my life. It was incredible. The longest thing I've ever sat through ever. I've never done anything that long and ever. But as I'm, as I'm you know, and, and I went with an open heart and mind. I, I listened to a lot of it. I'm not much of a musical, you know, movie guy. But, but you know, I know a lot of girls are. So I did this for the girls. And, and one of the verses, though, it caught me that, that, that this nun on there, she quotes Psalm 121. And so uh, it kind of caught my attention a little bit. But Psalm 121, check this out. Verses 1 and 2, it says, I look up to the mountains. Does my help come from there? People are looking all over the place right now. Where's, where's my help come from? Where's it come from? And here's what the, the psalm writer had to say. My help comes from the Lord who made the mountains, who made heaven and earth. I don't have to look around searching for where my, when trouble comes, I know exactly where my help comes from. It comes from the Lord who made the heavens and the earth. Now, God can use all sorts of ways to get the help to me. I, I'm, a open, I'm open to however God, if God wants to bring healing through a doctor, praise God, let him do it. If God wants to miraculously pick me up off of a bed and make me dance like he did to me, praise God, I'm open. If God wants to get finances to me through the ravens coming and dropping it down like they did for Elisha, then praise God for that. If God wants to pay my taxes through money in a fish's mouth like he did for Peter and the boys, then praise God, let him do it that way. Or if God, you know, whatever God wants to do, I am wide open to however God wants to send the help. But you got to know this. I know that no matter how the help gets here, my help comes from the Lord who made those stinking mountains. My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. Amen. And so he can use whatever way he wants to get it to me, but I'm not going to lose sleep, but I'm not going to go crazy waiting for the help to get here. And, and, and it's funny right now that the more you're not going crazy, the crazier people think you are. I'm going to say that again. You're crazy. You're not terrified right now. You're not, you're not, you're not tossing and turning. You're crazy. Something's wrong with you. I mean, if something's wrong, I don't want to be right because I am a very happy person. I've got the joy of the Lord. And I, I'm borderline annoying. You can ask my wife in the mornings. I'm borderline annoying. I, you know. And in fact, we watch The Sound of Music, and she's watching that scene where Julie Andrews is prancing around and hugging trees and stuff. And Katie goes, my God, that's you. Ugh. Like, you know what? I, and my dream is to go pray. I love the mountains, and I love the trees. I love all that stuff. But, yeah, that's basically I wake up feeling like that every morning. Then about noon, you know, I've had dealt with enough of the world's issues. I'm like, yeah. But anyway, so my help comes from the Lord that makes the heavens and the earth. Yeah, well, this stuff's no joke, man. I get that. But my Jesus is no joke either. I get it. No one's joking. No one's telling jokes. But I'm being totally serious that Jesus, my Savior, my healer, my everything, he's no joke either. If the problems are real and then there's real problems, 
Jesus is, you've got to at least acknowledge that he's just as real, but I say he's even more real than anything going on in this world right now, last year, the year before that, or next year. Jesus is real, and I trust him. I know where my help comes from. Look at Psalm 46. Psalm 46. Praise God. We use every bit of caution and wisdom that we can. We trust God to take care of the rest. Psalm 46, verses 1 through 3. Psalm 46, verses 1 through 3. Who's glad they came to church today? Man, I'm glad. You guys, yeah, we got it pumped up in here today. I love this. Psalm 46, verses 1 through 3. Then I'll read a couple of the other verses after that. Psalm 46, verses 1 through 3. God is our refuge and strength, always ready to help in times of trouble. I mean, we could just close it down right there, and you've got enough to last you the rest of the week. I'm going to say that again. God is our refuge and strength. He's always ready to help in times of trouble. So we will not fear when earthquakes come and the mountains crumble into the sea. It's a good thing I don't look to the mountains for my help. The mountains could crumble into the sea. Earthquakes could come, but I'm not going to fear if those things happen. Let the oceans roar and foam. Let the mountains tremble as the waters surge. Why? Why let them do it? Because God is my refuge and strength. He is always ready to help me in times of trouble. Look at verse 6. Verse 6. It says, the nations are in chaos. Does that sound like where we live? The nations are in chaos. And their kingdoms crumble. God's voice thunders and the earth melts. That's how powerful God, he could just melt this whole thing. You know how you kind of get your glasses sometimes? You want to, God could just on this whole thing and melt the whole thing right now. God is powerful and he's on your side. Are you on his side? He's on your side. The Lord of heaven's armies is here among us. The God of Israel is our fortress. Well, where's God? He's here among us. The God of Israel is our fortress. God has not forgotten us. God is not unaware of the things that we face in this world right now. Families are facing different things. Families are facing different stuff. God's not aware of it, not unaware of it. He knows what's going on, and he's here among us. And the thing is, he said, I'll never leave you or forsake you, but have you made the same promise to him? Can you in your heart say, you know what, Jesus, I'll never leave you or forsake you? That's something to think about because in the day and age in which we live, it's a really good time to be tight with Jesus. It's the best time ever to be tight with Jesus. And, and when trouble comes, you're not off out in the middle of nowhere. He knows right where you're at. And so God is our refuge, our strength. He's our fortress. We just saw all of those words. And he will get the help to you. Listen, he will get the help to you. He may use different ways to make it happen, but quit trying to tell God how to do his job. Let him do his job. He's really, really good at it. Really good at being God. He's got an excellent track record. I mean, he's got hundreds and thousands and millions of testimonials and, and reviews. You could look up the review. He's incredible. Let him do his job, his way in your life. All you have to do is know where your help actually comes from. Remember, you know, 
we face different things, health things, which, you know, praise God, we've won every single time. We face financial things. I remember uh, I was thinking back to college days. Katie and I got married, you know, engaged 18, married 19, moved away to college in Oklahoma at the age, well, we weren't even 20 yet. We were still 19. And so we get there, and we were poor. We were really poor. And, and it was, in fact, we were so poor, we signed up for Gmail accounts just for the free spam. It was that bad, okay? We, we needed help. <laughs> All right. Every now and then I work a joke, and I'm terrible at jokes. But that was, that was a pretty good joke. That was a, so... We were poor, but to top things off, it's bad when you're poor, but then it's even worse when someone steals from you and you're poor, because how are you going to, so I had this old beat up pickup truck, and and it's out in that we lived in a bad area of Tulsa, and I go out to get in my pickup truck one morning, the windows are busted out, and someone stole my cheap $30 CD player. Now for you younger kids, a CD is this little disc thing, it was round, you would insert it, you could skip to the next song without pushing rewind, it was mind-blowing but somebody stole my cd player and i'm like man <laughs> wow that's a doozy because now i gotta drive like ace ventura to work my heads out the window i can't see where i'm going and 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 you know what i decided praise god praise god you know what this is not what i wanted to happen but i know where my help comes from now this may not sound like a very big deal to you is a few hundred bucks to get a fix but to me Having no money, we were eating fake cheese on the worst bread you've ever had in your life. Listen, having all the windows busted out and not being able to drive to work without looking out the, I mean, it was bad. It was awful. I was not happy about this. But I chose to say, you know what, God, there's no way in the world that I personally have this money right now. I mean, I, I don't have it. But I know it's going to get here. And so, you know, I spent a few days driving like that, looking like a maniac, but one day at school, this guy I've only met one time comes up to me and is like, hey, I heard about your window situation. God told me to buy all, all the new windows for you. You know, you just send it down to this, this place. They're waiting on you. They've got my card info. Have them replace it all and, you know, take care of business. And I'm like, that, again, that may not sound like big to you, but to a poor 19-year-old that, you know, I was afraid of my father-in-law. He let me marry his daughter, and, I mean, I was poor. And he, and listen, that was a really big deal. But he came through. And I'm telling you, if he could come through in a situation like that, he's going to come through for you. He's going to come through for you. I lift my eyes to the hills. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord who made those mountains. The Lord who made the heavens and the earth. And so the attack came in that situation. Sometimes the attack comes. But praise God. Jesus came also, and I wasn't alone. Now, some of you, maybe you've been through some stuff. You're like, well, 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 why, why, God? Why did this happen? And I don't got time to sit there and ask why, God. I've got time to sit there and say, hey, it happened, but guess what? Jesus came through, and we got another victory for Jesus. Amen? We got another victory for Jesus. And so my second thing today is this, all right? This is, this is not complicated stuff, but I'm talking about because the sovereign Lord helps me, how am I going to handle 2021? Well, number two, it's this. I'm going to trust and obey. Trust and obey. Now, that may not sound too deep. 
And actually, you know, if you maybe you grew up in a traditional type of church, uh, we don't sing a whole lot of hymns around here, but some other churches do. There's an old hymn written in 1887 called Trust and Obey. And, you know, that's it's so simple. But I like the Bible to be broke down into simple terms because I don't like it when people overcomplicate the Bible where they go into some deep theological discourse and you don't understand anything they said, but, but, but you're like, oh man, well that, wow, that was, that was deep. That was, <laughs> my dad tells the story of one of his friends went to hear this famous Bible teacher and his friend comes back and my dad says, well, well, how was it? Was it good? The guy's like, oh, mm, wow, it was good. Well, what, what did, what did he talk about? Oh, it was deep. Brother, it was deep. Okay, good. What, what, what did you learn? Woo, it was deep. Wow, that guy is deep. Well, well, well what, what did you get out of it? Honestly, I didn't get anything. It was too deep for me. <laughs> you know? And, and, you know, that's, that's neat. You can, you know, as, you know, people, was there dinosaurs in the Bible? Uh, who cares, man? I don't know. Yes, they're in there, but who cares? There's unicorns in the Bible, too, in the King James Version. I'll explain that some. But there really is. It talks about the unicorn. But, uh, but you know, there's, there's these things that people spend hours and days and weeks and months. And, and what good does it do me if there was a unicorn in the book of Job? Honestly. Well, we've memorized the 12 feasts and the, the trumpets. And, and that's beautiful, good stuff. And I'm probably going to hear some heat for that from somebody. But listen, that's nice stuff. I want to know what the New Testament says about by his stripes I was healed. I want to know how to bring a marriage back together. I want to know how to bring children home. I want to know how to bring finances in when the devil's trying to steal every penny that I've got. I'm more interested in that stuff, and I like it when somebody can teach me the Bible and I can actually understand what it's saying. And so, trust and obey. Now, I can't tell everybody exactly what 2021 is going to bring. You know, I've got people asking me all the time, well, what's next? Like, man, I don't know. I mean, I can turn you over to to Matthew 24 and Revelation, and I, I can take you to 2 Timothy 3, I could probably tell you some of what's coming next, but you're probably not going to get super excited about it. But listen, I can tell you what we're going to do. We're going to trust and obey. For there's no other way to be happy in Jesus than to trust and obey. we got to trust and obey. Tony Cook, you guys know Tony Cook. He comes to our, we're blessed. Tony Cook comes to our church every year. He was the dean of Rama Bible College where Katie and I went to school. Very renowned worldwide person. And he just so happens to love Barstow like we love Barstow. So he wants to come here every year. So he comes. And he did a, uh, he sent out an email thread this week to pastors saying, hey, what was, give one piece of advice on how your church made it through 2020. And Dad and I answered, and dozens and dozens of other pastors from all over the world answered. But one thing that I kept seeing from pastors that did really well last year was, honestly, we just kept doing what we've always done. Kept trusting, kept obeying, kept doing what the Bible says to do. And, and that was the secret to our success. We didn't have some incredible, earth-changing, life-altering formula. We just did what the Bible says to do. And I found out, when we just do what the Bible says to do, things turn out pretty good. Well, things turn out pretty good when we just trust and obey, when we just simply do what the Word of God says to do. Let's look at Psalm 9. Psalm 9. You know, when I was a little kid growing up in the 90s, we had this cartoon called Pinky and the Brain. Does anybody else remember Pinky and the Brain? Dude, 
That is fire. That is an awesome, that is, that is good cartoon right there. But if you remember, every night at the end of the day after they failed, there are these two mice. One would say to the other, well, what are we going to do tomorrow night, Brain? And he's like, the same thing we do every night, Pinky. Try to take over the world. And the funny thing was, they, they just did the same thing every day. And I've noticed that, you know, they failed. They were failures. They were losers. But for us, we're winners, okay? You're a winner. You're awesome. We love you. People love you. But listen, for us, we just do the same thing we do every night. Not try to take over the world. Just obey the word of God. You know, that's all there is to it. We're just reading our Bibles and doing what it says to do. The same thing we've always done. There's no magic formula to this. We just trust and obey the word of God. It's not that deep. But we've done really well from it. We've done really well from this. Psalm 9 and verse 10, I'm in the New King James here. Psalm 9 and verse 10, it says, And those who know your name will put their trust in you. Does anybody in here today, you know the name? I'm not just saying, well, yeah, yeah we, uh, we pray. Uh, and sometimes it, I'm talking about you know the name of Jesus. You know where your help comes from. You are acquainted with you every day. You know his name. And it says, and those who know your name will put their trust in you. For you, Lord, have not forsaken those who seek you. My God, that's a beautiful verse. He has not forsaken those who still seek him. And I can tell you this much. I am still seeking Jesus. I'm still chasing him with everything that I've got. He's never forsaken me. And he knows those who put their trust in his name. He knows those. Absolutely he knows those. And you need to make sure that you are one of those who put your trust in his name. Not just somebody that, you know, well, we're in a pinch here. We better throw out the name of Jesus. My God, has it come to that? We should try praying now. Is it that bad? Man, you should have been praying this whole time. Before the trouble ever even came, you should have been praying. But he knows those who trust in his name. And I know the name of the Lord. And I fully trust in that name with everything that I've got. There's a lot of things I don't trust. Man, I don't fully trust our government all the time. I don't fully trust all the so-called experts. I don't fully trust gas station sushi. Been there, done that. Listen, there's a lot of things that I don't trust. But there is one thing that I do trust, and it's never let me down, and that is the name of Jesus. The name of Jesus. And so he's not forsaken those who seek him. I want to show you one last verse today, and that's James 1 and verse 22. James 1 and verse 22. And what we're doing over the next couple of weeks is breaking down Isaiah 50 and verse 7. And we're going to, I mean, there's some heavy stuff in there. But what we're looking at today is this, is the first part, because the sovereign Lord helps me. Well, how do you think you could do that? Because the sovereign Lord helps me. Who else wants to know? Well, what makes you think that, that you could get through that? Because the sovereign Lord helps me. Well, who do you think you are? I'm somebody that the sovereign Lord helps. You need to get this, man, that you are not alone. The sovereign Lord, God Almighty, helps you. And when you truly get that, man, it takes care of a whole lot of the stuff that you've been dealing with. But James 1 
in verse 22 because what we're talking about is trust and obey. Now, if you've been here very long, you know James 1, 22. This is one of our go-to verses right here. This is on speed dial. James 1, 22. But be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. Now, it tells us that if we only hear God's word, but we don't ever actually do God's word, that you are living in deception. And deception, that's an awful thing, isn't it? I mean, to, everybody else can see it, but you, you're deceived. Everybody else, I mean, it's like, man, something's not right there. And, and when you're deceived, it's an awful spot to be in because you're spinning in circles. You're, you're scratching your claw and you're searching and grasping for any answer you can get. But you're so deceived that you don't realize the answer's been right in front of you the whole time. And I don't want anybody deceiving me. I don't want anybody to. But what's even worse is if I hear the word of God but don't obey it, I'm deceiving myself. I can't blame the devil. I can't blame you. I can't blame my mom and dad. I can't blame my wife. I can't blame the president. I can't blame whoever. i got to blame myself. So as we head in to 21, here we're already here, but as we're really launching into this new year, this coming week, be a doer of the word. Do not only hear this stuff and never put it into action. That does you no good at all. You got to be a hearer, number one, but then be a doer, number two. And you better be ready for the, the most incredible year of your life. You will see miracles because miracles happen in times of hardship. There's times of hardship. I'm ready to see some miracles. I'm ready to see some incredible things happen this year. But it's not going to happen if I'm so wrapped up in self-deception that I don't know, the, you know up from down. You have got to be ready for this year and firing on all cylinders. Be doers of the word, not hearers only. And you can expect a great year because the sovereign Lord helps you. You will not be disgraced. You will set your face as stone, determined to do his will, and you will not be put to shame. Can somebody say amen today? Amen. Well, what are you going to do this year? Same thing I've been doing for the last 35 years. Trusting and obeying the word of God and following Jesus, whether anybody else does or not, whether anybody else likes it or not, we are trusting and obeying. Amen. And so praise God, we're, we're bringing it in for a landing here, but let's go ahead and stand up together. Let's just go ahead and do that. I'll have Josh come up and play the piano for us, but I want us to go ahead and stand up together today. And I think that today, being, I mean, you're obviously, you're a very smart person. You're here, you're, so you're wise. You, obviously, you're watching online, you're incredibly smart. You made the right choice today. But listen, as we close out this service, we've got what, like 362 days left of this thing right now? we got a long way to go. But you, more than ever in your life before, you need to cling to Jesus yeah, there's real dangers out there. I'm not denying that. I see it. I know it. Uh, again, I, I don't say this arrogantly or to put anybody. I'm just, I'm just, I'm not afraid because I know where my help comes from. Not putting down on anybody that's struggling with fear. That's a real thing too. And we want to help you through that. But there's a lot going on. And potentially there could be a lot crazier things to come down the pike if the Bible was right and what it predicted. And I believe that it is right. So 
I, I don't know what else to say, but this day, you need to make sure that you make a commitment to follow Jesus like you've never made before and that you don't go back on your word. You've got to keep your promise on this one. And so I want to lead us together in a prayer today. And I don't care if you've been saved longer than I've been alive. That's fine. But I want you to say this prayer today and to commit and to make a promise and to whatever, however you want to word this, but to make a determination today that this year will be the most on fire, the most close to God year, the holiest year that I've ever had up to this point in time. I'm not letting go for nothing. So let's, let's, let's say this together. Raise your hands with me. Father, in Jesus' name, thank you, Lord, that I'm here. Thank you, Lord, that I'm alive. Thank you, Lord, for another chance. Jesus, I promise to live for you every day of this year. Help me, Lord. To keep that promise. Help me, Lord, to be the light of the world. Use me, Jesus, to help other people in these crazy times. In Jesus' name. Amen. That's not complicated stuff, but for those that mean that, God will use you this year. Well, I'm going to ask Josh to kind of lead us in one final song here, and then we'll close out in prayer and say the Barso Faith Confession and send you on your way. But worship was so good this morning, I think we ought to sing for just another couple minutes here. So go ahead, whatever you got. I'm going to see a victory. I'm going to see a victory. For the battle belongs to you, Lord. I'm going to see a victory, I'm going to see a victory, for the battle belongs to you, Lord. I'm going to see a victory, I'm going to see a victory, for the battle belongs to you, Lord. I'm going to see a victory, I'm going to see a victory, for the battle belongs to you, Lord. You take what the enemy meant for evil, and you turn it for good, you turn it for good. You take what the enemy meant for evil, and you turn it for good. You turn it for good. You take what the enemy meant for evil, and you turn it for good. You turn it for good. You take what the enemy meant for evil, and you turn it for good. You turn it for good. I'm going to 
see a victory. I'm gonna see a victory. For the battle belongs to you, Lord. I'm gonna see a victory. I'm gonna see a victory. For the battle belongs to you, Lord. And I'm gonna see a victory. I'm gonna see a victory. For the battle belongs to you, Lord. I'm gonna see a victory. I'm gonna see a victory. For the battle belongs to you, Lord. Amen. Who believes that this morning that we are gonna see a victory? The battle belongs to the Lord. Amen. I want to remind you, uh, well, this is not really a reminder, but next Sunday, uh, we got, you know, church family here, family business. Next Sunday, we are going to be rolling out some wonderful news, if you've gone to church here very long, on how we're going to be replacing the HVAC system in this building. Now, if you've ever been to church here in the summertime, you're really thankful right now. Because <laughs> these units are uh, 26 years old. I mean, they're old, and they are on their last legs. In fact, out of seven units on the building, two work. So come on, somebody. <laughs> we're, we're ready. All right. Now, they've done all right in the winter. I'm not too cold. This section is always colder because, you know, the two functioning ones are on this side. So I should have told you guys that sooner. But anyway, <laughs> I always see people in blankets over there, then people over here fanning themselves. I'm like, if only they knew. It's so fun. But uh but praise God, we're going to be rolling out uh, how uh, we're going to be able to pay cash and do, uh, we're going to this year roll out a plan. We're going to get three new units within the next couple of months. And the great part is we've already got a big chunk of the money in cash already sitting there because God is good and you guys have been so faithful this past year. So praise God for that. But And the whole reason, I'm not going to get into it right now, but this place is an ark, a place of safety and protection that right now, you don't know, you're here twice a week maybe, you don't know how important this facility has been to reach people with the gospel this year. And amen, I mean, this building is does a lot for this community and for the work of Jesus Christ. And uh, fact of the matter is, we live in one of the hottest places in the world, and so we need some good air conditioning. And when summer rolls around this year, we're going to have it, and it's going to be, I'm excited, man, I've waited years for this and so the vision that's one of the big things in 21 and so we're all gonna help out and it's gonna happen so i'm just giving you a heads up that we're gonna talk about that next week and again we've already got a huge part of what we need to get three brand new units straight cash not gonna finance we're gonna borrow from anybody straight cash and that is to the glory of god and we're gonna be able to bless people without them melting away while we do it amen all right. And my last reminder as we close out is we have, I think, only four copies left of Miss Donna's two new books. There's four copies. All right. And so uh, four copies of each book. But those are back there. And, uh, and you know, I encourage you, man, grab those. Those awesome word based, incredible books. So get those on the way out. And, uh, and if, if we sell out, you can get them on Amazon tomorrow. But anyway, that's that. All right. Well, let's go ahead and let me pray over you. And then we're going to speak some words of faith over Barstow. 
Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I speak words of faith. I speak words of healing. I speak joy. I speak financial provision. Lord, I speak healing into families. Lord, anything that we came in here with this morning as a need, I thank you that you are the great I am and you're meeting every need today, Father. And I say that our church family, everybody in here, we are safe and protected from every sickness, from every virus that could try to come and knock on our door. We say no in the name of Jesus, Lord. Any dangerous person that would seek to bring harm to our family, to our our children, to our wives, to our husbands, Lord, we say they are bound in the name of Jesus. Lord, we are healthy. We are protected. We are safe everywhere we go. Our needs are met in every single way. And we are bringing this hope, this joy, this light to the world around us. And we thank you, Lord, that you're going to use us this week for your glory. And we are kicking off what is going to be the best year we've ever had yet right now. We love you. We praise you. In the name of Jesus, everybody said, Amen. Well, here we go for the first time in 2021. We declare that Barstow is a blessed city. Our families are blessed. Our schools are blessed. Our churches are blessed. Barstow is healed. Barstow is prospering. Barstow is safe. Barstow is strong. Barstow is surrounded by the walls of God's salvation. Barstow is full of love, joy, and peace. Barstow is full of the glory of God. Barstow is coming to Jesus. Barstow is saved. In Jesus' name, amen.